BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're doing well. I don't know what state of mind everyone is in on this day, this Wednesday. You know, where are we at at the holidays? I don't know. I'm hoping we still have all of our faculties in check. You know, you haven't killed everybody in the family yet. And if you have, don't call into the absolutely not line and tell us where the bodies are buried. Because that's self-incriminating. And I am such a pussy. I'll turn you in. I don't want to, but I can't keep secrets. That's what's up. What's going on? I'm sitting in the studio. I built out a little studio in my basement. It's a work in progress. The acoustics aren't very great, but we're working on it. And I can see onto the yard. It's fucking freezing here. The dogs are at the gate barking at some gorgeous golden doodle in the backyard. You know, my neighbor's backyard. Woman pulled up while I was walking rigs the other day, and I think she might have been on pills. And I was like, okay, live your life. And she was like, sorry, my dog keeps attacking your dog at the fence. And I'm like, ma'am, but she doesn't live behind me. She's like eight houses down, but somehow her dog gets to our fence. Either way, these are the things that keep me, I don't know, occupied. And I realized 2021's got to have a little bit more je ne sais quoi pizzazz because I got to get out of the house. I now know too much about my neighbors. Do you know what I mean? I didn't care before, but now I'm starting to notice patterns. And I'm like, I was never supposed to be home this long. Sis needs to go. I'm ready to start working, twerking, bending down, busting down Tatiana, pussy popping in a handstand. Put me in, coach. She's ready to go. I can literally hear my mother from three stories up screaming at the dogs. It's not a peaceful place right now. And I know we're going to get into our vision boards and we're going to start writing this shit down and really focusing on the next couple of years, because I think we got to look big picture. Now, do I think that we're going to get to January and it's going to be like a magical reset? No, I don't. But we got to put stuff big picture three years down the road. You know what I mean? We got to get ready. We got to open our eyes, open the horizon of possibility. Because if we put it down now, we're setting ourselves up for success or possibly fucking failure. I don't know, but I'm just trying to be positive. Here's a deal. A lot of things that I've learned kind of on my heart healthy journey and when I've been doing a lot of, I don't know, 
self-help work, I've really kind of gone to our next guest who I'm about to bring in. She's kind of a guru. And she's really a guru because I think she interviews all the best gurus and she has tried everything. She's a guinea pig herself. She's a friend of mine. Her name's Arielle Laurie. She has a podcast called The Blonde Files. But she's just one of those people, you can't judge a book by its cover. I met Arielle. I went on her podcast like a year ago. I've always loved following her on Instagram. She has great health, wellness, She's just a guru. But I remember when I met her, I was like, you're so beautiful. You're so flawless. Like, there's nothing, like, what are your issues? And when you hear about her journey through life and the shitstorm she's been in before that's gotten her to kind of a place of enlightenment, if you will, on knowing, you know, how to deal with things, I really think she's just a nice refresher. It's going to be a great enlightening conversation for a lot of y'all out there just who are like, how are we going to get through the end of this year? We got to stay focused. Eye on the prize. She's going to tell us about health and wellness. She's also just a bad bitch. And I want to quiz her because she's been so openly candid about plastic surgery and fillers and Botox. And we haven't really had a beauty episode where we've just been like, honestly, what the fuck are people doing to their faces? And do I need to make an appointment? You know what I mean? That's the the million dollar question. Do I need to sign up to get some lasers blown onto my fucking cheeks? If I need to, I will do it. Just tell me where to go. Now, going into this episode, Ariel and I are going to have a very candid and open and honest and raw and real conversation about beauty. So this is in no means, no way are we saying this is what people need. You do you. You live your life. If you want to bleach your asshole and wax off your eyebrows, fucking go for it, Claire. I ain't judging. But if I decide that I might get my eyes done at 40, you know what? I need you to be supportive. (laughs) Absolutely not to a judgmental cunt named Claire. Absolutely yes to our next guest. I love her. I adore her. She's awesome. You should follow along. She really is. Like if you need to know about gut flora or probiotics, this bitch knows what's up. She's one of the kindest people I've ever met. So please welcome to the studio from the podcast, The Blonde Files here on Dare Media, one of my dear friends, Arielle Laurie. Look at us doing the most. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, Ariel Laurie. And I had to say Ariel like this because I have so many friends from New York who are Ariel. You know what I mean? <laughs> they have to exaggerate it. How yes, are you? I love it. I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. How are you? I mean, sis, same. You know what I mean? I'm just, I don't know, hunker down, grab a bottle, pray for daylight kind of situation. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Yeah, there's good days and bad days. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, listen, we're coming to the tail end of 2020. We're trying to figure out, is there a light at the end of the tunnel for 2021? But I feel like, you know, for my followers who don't know you yet, which they should, to me, you're a fountain of youth, a wealth of knowledge. You are just kind of my go-to guru (laughs) when it comes to all things health, wellness, whether it goes to mental health, you know, what to put in my body, whatnot. And I always love listening to your podcast. And then I like to pick your brain and just say, hey, like, should I do this? Should I not? So has there been anything on the wellness side of this year that has kept you grounded that you're like, if I didn't have this in my life, I would have really gone nuts and lost my mind? Yeah, for sure. Meditation. Oh yeah, let's get into it. And I kind of cringe at saying that because I feel like people just drop off when they hear the word meditation. But honestly, like, I mean, it was just such a game changer for me. I actually started a few years ago because I was really anxious Mm -hmm. and I felt like I was always in fight or flight. I know you can kind of relate to me on this. And I just felt like I was so 
controlled by external things. So if things were Mm -hmm. good, I was good. If things were crazy, I was crazy. If things were stressful, I was stressed. And like, there's this analogy in transcendental meditation, which I do, which is of like an ocean and like the boat on the top of the ocean. And if the sea is turbulent, the boat is turbulent. But when you meditate, And the kind of meditation that I do, like you go down to like that bottom layer of the ocean where things are just calm no matter what's happening. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. And I was like, literally like a stoner. Whoa, dude, the ocean. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Exactly. But I was like, I need that because I just was like at my wits end. I mean, I was getting panic attacks and just so overwhelmed, like the majority of the time, more often than not. So I learned how to like, kind of be still and sit in silence. And there's so many different kinds of meditation that you can do. You don't have to do the kind that I do. Do you do transcendental? Transcendental meditation, yeah. Okay, see, I had a feeling because like people who start soft, like I'm on the Calm app or one of those, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I do the 20 minute, they're like the lady with the soft British accent who (laughs) kind of puts you to sleep. My body was physically rejecting any kind of joy last year when I was on the road because I was so stressed out about having the opportunity to do what I love that I was so afraid I was going to fuck it up. I started to have panic attacks and it was just kind of like a culmination of everything I ever wanted was coming together. And now I had to execute. I've never gotten stage fright. I fucking love performing, but it just the kind of the harshness of the road and the pressure to not fuck up this first time got to Mm -hmm. me to the point where I had a full blown, I had to do a show through a panic attack. And so once I got into meditation, I said, this has changed my life. But I'm still like baby back bitch, you know, level one meditation. Can you break down for my audience a little bit what transcendental is and how do we get there? So transcendental meditation, I will totally butcher the history of it if I even try, but I do have a podcast on it if they want to listen. yes, perfect. But basically like it's so simple. So I did apps as well and I was very like judgmental of my meditation. I was like, I can't sit there in silence like because my head is too crazy and I can't have no thoughts. And I always thought that like that was what meditation was. It's turning off your brain. So I had this perception of meditation being like turning off your mind. And I have a monkey mind. Like I can't do that. Transcendental meditation, the whole idea of it is that you sit there in silence for 20 minutes twice a day. You're given a mantra. Okay. And you just repeat the mantra in your head, but you don't have to focus on it. You're not like thinking about it, trying to concentrate. It's just kind of there in the background. And then you can think your thoughts and it's the craziest thing. Would a mantra be like, I love cookie dough? Could it be anything or is it like Um, another language? It's another language and it's not actually the word that has no meaning. It's more of a sound. So this is not a transcendental meditation mantra, but like the mantra is so hum, that's used a lot. So you just sit there and you think so hum, so hum, so hum. So it's that kind of thing. Interesting. You know that I used to be a raging drug addict and alcoholic and my thing was benzos. Well, I loved uppers too, but I really loved like being down because I deal with anxiety. And this is literally like taking a Xanax. Like I can't even tell you. (laughs) Well then sis, I need to get transcendental as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No more Mexican Xanax for you. (laughs) (laughs) Call me out. It's fine. Call me out. 
Well, and I got to be honest with you, and this is not an excuse, but I'm such a lightweight. I take half a Benadryl and I can't feel my face. My yeah. pants are off. I'm walking around the kitchen and my family's like, is she sleepwalking? <laughs> What's wrong? Whereas my sister, who's half my size, she's literally a hundred pounds less than me, can take three Zannies and like drive a school bus full of children to camp. That was me like seven years ago. And then I mm-hmm. had to take Valium a few weeks ago because I had like inner ear issues and I couldn't balance. And it was like the worst thing that I've gone through in my sobriety. And I needed Valium just to get out of bed in the morning to be able to stand because it's a vestibular suppressant. So it helps with balance. But I was like, whoa, (laughs) on such a small dose. And I was like, Jesus. And then I would have to drink a lot of caffeine to like balance that out. And I was like, I feel like I'm trying to like speedball or something, (laughs) like get the right amount of like being up enough, but also down so that I can balance. And it was just awful. What is kosher, gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, clean, raw, soy-free and certified organic? I'll tell you what, it's the Go Macro Bars, my friggin' favorite. You know, I love this mother-daughter-owned team that's based in a rural community that is basically bringing balanced plant-based lifestyles with products that they have a positive effect on the world. Go Macro makes amazing bars. I throw them in my purse, my bag, my car. I've got a couple everywhere and anywhere. When I feel like that blood sugar's getting low, I hit a Go Macro bar. And I know that I'm putting good, clean, you know my favorite word, raw products right into the system. Listen, if you have a food allergy or a dietary restriction, Go Macro offers three delicious nut-free flavors, such as oatmeal chocolate chip, my personal favorite, maple sea salt and sunflower butter and chocolate, as well as eight bars that are certified FODMAP, I call it the food map, friendly so that everyone can enjoy a delicious snack. So listen, if you got that person in your life who's allergic to everything, Go Macro is going to have something for you. They're available in 15 mouthwatering flavors and they are 100% plant-based ingredients to fuel your mind and your body. And damn it, we need that fuel going into 2021. That's what's up. Get your hands on some of Go Macro's delicious macro bars by going to gomacro.com and using promo code absolutely for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders over $50. Now back to the podcast. Can I tell you, I really have to commend, I've said this multiple times. It's probably an ignorant comment on my end, but I have, you know, other friends that are sober. I'm like, I don't know how anybody has done 2020 sober. Life in general is hard. And we all use the excuse of like, oh, I'm going to have a glass of wine to like get through the evening. But true sobriety, I'm like, it's got to be an extra added challenge to not have those other stimulants around. I said, everybody this year has turned into an expert, an asshole, or an alcoholic. You know, because it's like everybody knows everything. Everyone's telling their own opinions or they're just binge drinking. Like, how do you yeah. cope with that a- added level of just human trauma that everyone's going through? Not to sound like super Pollyanna about it, but I've been sober almost seven years. I participate in like a program of recovery. And mm-hmm. as a result of that, like I have a lot of sober and I was given tools to live. Like right. for me, like sobriety isn't about not drinking. It's about how to live. I feel like, you know, meditation being one of them, like you're armed with these tools to deal with any kind of adversity. And of course, 2020 is like thrown us all for a loop and it's a huge right. curveball. And like, yeah, it's super traumatic for a lot of people and it's hard to deal with. But if anything, I feel like I have an advantage because I'm sober and yeah. I have like these- You've got the tools uh, and the kit. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's a really good point. It's so interesting. You know, there, there, I feel like I've definitely witnessed and experienced in my life, at least this year, people that I always thought who had their shit together, like kind of that like perfect friend. And it's no fault to them, but they've never gone through anything in their life traumatizing. Like maybe they've kind of 
coasted through a little bit. And when, when COVID hit, I had so many girlfriends where I was like, are you going to be okay? Like you need to sit down. And so I think for a lot of us, and I'm sure, like you said, you were like, I went through the darkest time of my life. I had Mm -hmm. the tools and the kit on how to, you know, work through this emotionally. And like, after I went through like deep therapy after my dad passed, I was like, okay, people are dying. Well, I've been there. I know how to go through this. It's been really interesting seeing other folks who don't have any coping mechanisms and don't have that knowledge or even maybe the self-awareness to be like, I don't know how to handle this. It was just really interesting seeing how everybody kind of handled this year differently. Have you noticed that at all, even out of the sober community? Out of the sober community? Well, in the sober community, I feel like everybody, they're like, well, we know how to deal with some shit, but maybe some of your other friends who are, you know, not in that community where it's like, yeah, you guys are actually having to like go through shit for the first time. Oh, for sure. I've seen that a lot. And that's kind of where I got the perspective of like, wow, I actually feel kind of lucky that I do have this experience and I did almost die of drug addiction and alcoholism and I did learn how to live and deal with challenges and all of that. And Mm so on the one hand, like, are there days where I'm like, man, I wish I could like drink a bottle of wine right now, (laughs) like take a Xanax and like check out. Yeah, for sure. But it's like a fleeting thought, you know? And I see how people who like, that's their coping mechanism, Mm -hmm. how it just goes down such like a dark path. And it's been interesting because I've had a lot of people who I considered to be people who had their shit together Mm -hmm. and just a lot of people who like follow me on Instagram who I don't even know who have reached out to me about getting sober. Because I think, yes, this year has for sure like turned people into alcoholics, but I think it's also revealed to people that like maybe they don't have coping skills and maybe they're like drinking or whatever is kind of problematic. So I have actually seen like a lot of people trying to change for the better as well. Right. It's been very revealing. I mean, it's been revealing. Like, I'm not trying to make it sound like I have it all figured out because I have had times where I'm like, wow, I'm a fucking mess. Like, you know? Well, I mean, I think we're all having that kind of introspective moments where it's like, all right, I thought I had this part of my life together, but now this other part is crumbling. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) shit, even just like moving home with my mom and like, I'm the nosy neighbor now. Like I want to run for like HOA president. We had a neighbor show up at four o'clock in the afternoon. This woman was wasted. She was like, (laughs) have you seen my cat? And I was like, mom, let's just call her Cheryl. I'm like, mom, Cheryl is blackout drunk at 4 p.m. And my mom's like, I mean, I I knew she partied at the country club, but like it's taken a turn. You know, we're like, we're starting to realize things about people around us where it's like, oh, maybe everyone doesn't have that perfect cookie cutter life. Like yeah. people are barely holding their shit together. This whole situation is exactly how I was living right before I got sober. I was in really? my apartment by myself, isolated all the time. I didn't leave to go to the store or anything. I ordered Pink Dot and had them deliver like mostly like the giant bottles of wine. I would just watch Netflix and drink and not see anybody and not go anywhere. That was my life right before I got sober. And I'm like, I was ahead. I was like ahead of the (laughs) the times. You're like, I saw this coming. All right. I may have been (laughs) wasted the whole time, but I saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I mean, yeah, we've definitely all had to learn, you know, some sort of way to just deal with the even inner demons or that self-doubt, I think. Like Mm -hmm. I was saying, you know, we were talking on your podcast. I was like, you got to have something to look forward to, some sort of light at the end of the tunnel to feel like, all right, we're going to get out of this. Mm -hmm. And, 
You know, I don't think there's going to be like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow when the clock strikes midnight on December 31st. But I'm like, sort of like I have to think that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I've been on my husband. We were talking about this on my show too, about like the travel thing. I mean, every day I have a new destination that like I have to go to. And this is part of like what I've learned about myself during this time is that I can think I'm like so spiritually fit and together. But if I can't do the things I want to do, and if I don't... Mm -hmm get my way. And I'm not one of the people that's like protesting to open up the hair salon. Like that's not what I mean. But I mean like- But also open the fucking hair salons, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But it's hard. And I'm like, wow, I really have to like work on this because when I don't get my way, you know, I can be pretty miserable. And that applies to like going places with my husband and all of that. So I've been trying to like plan a trip, just something to have on the horizon, even though it might not happen. But like we were saying on my podcast, like I would go anywhere. Like I would go to... I'd hit Idaho hard. Yeah. Oh, are you (laughs) kidding me? Well, where's the place that Kanye West and Kim Kardashian? I'll go there. Montana. Montana. I'll go to Montana. I think they're either in Montana or Wyoming. But here's the thing. The only way you can get an invite to their house is if you wear (laughs) full leather outfits. Like, I don't know what the fuck they've been up to, but it's just too much leather to the point where I'm like, you're on a ranch. And I respect like showing up to the party, you know, suited and booted for the theme. But I'm starting to think that maybe we need a touch of cotton with the leather. Like, are you going to get on a horse with that much fucking leather? It's too much. They're like full matrix. Yes, full (laughs) matrix. Yes, that's what it was. They tried to do dude ranch, but it went a little too matrix. Right. You're totally right. Now, I have to be honest. I have a confession and I know you're going to rein me back in, speaking of horses. I did find that one thing that has been interesting is Since I've had time on my hands, I've had a lot of time to look in the mirror and figure out what I don't like about myself or whether I'm just weathered. Like there's parts of my face where I'm like, when did this happen? Literally overnight. And you've been so transparent about like, you know, the lasers you try and this and that. And I just feel like, I, instead of going to a doctor, I would just like for you to tell me, Heather, this is the game plan. This is what we should do. Because I never talk really about I mean, whatever, I talk about shit, but I feel like you've tried things or you've at least interviewed someone who's tried things. What are people doing these days to stay youthful and look like they're not having a nervous breakdown every day? Oh yeah, I've tried pretty much everything because I mean, talk about weathered. You don't look weathered at all to me. I feel it in my bones. I know like when you feel it, it's like- like you don't want someone to say like, no, you look great. You're like, no, I fucking like, I look terrible. Right. <laughs> I feel terrible. I look terrible. Don't tell me I look good. But when I got sober, I had pretty much not slept in 10 years. I smoked a pack a day. I Shit. passed out with my makeup on my face. And I would go right. tan outside, like tan my face till I was brown. Like it was horrendous. So I got sober at 28 years old and I looked like nothing wrong with being 40, but I looked like 40-ish. Like I looked old. I looked weathered. So I was like- Road hard, put away wet. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. (laughs) So I was like, we need to like clean this up. I've tried everything. You know, I started like my gateway was kind of Botox and filler, like just to Mm. smooth out the forehead and like the eyes and all of that. And then like, I really focused on skincare, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. sunscreen, take your makeup off at night, healthy diet, hydration, all of that. And then I went in like with the big guns. So I did some surgeries, you know, I'm like, I got a nose job because I'd always wanted that. I did like a little lip lift. I did like a brow lift, just things to kind of lift the face. That was my problem, I think, because everything that I was doing, like the drugs and the drinking and the cigarettes and the no sleep, everything, things were just falling prematurely. (laughs) 
right? Yeah. yeah. You're like, when you just do all those downers, it can physically make your face fall down. It was like, yeah. it melted. Okay. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> and I've gone to the same doctor pretty much for everything. And, you know, we look at before pictures and it's like, my face was just heavy. And the way that I was treating that at the time was with filler. You know, okay. a lot of people just think, oh, filler is the answer. And you see all these things on social media that's like Bella Hadid and Kendall Jenner. And everyone's like, they got filler. And it's like, no, no, no I don't sweetie, they got sued, a full facelift. Like, no, yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what I had been doing to my face. I had been filling it, which was weighing things down even more. Like fillers fill, it doesn't lift. And so, you know, I just kind of lifted things. I didn't get a facelift, but I just lifted things here and there where they needed it. And I think it just resulted in kind of like a refresh. And then maintenance, of course, has been like lasers. Actually, I haven't done that many. I've done Profound, which we were talking about earlier, which is like a radio frequency microneedling. So that's kind of for skin tightening. And then I've done like V-beam laser, but mostly I just do facials and stuff for maintenance. Well, I mean, you absolutely look glowing and stunning. And I mean, listen, when I came back off the road, like doing three months straight of shows, I walked in the door and my mom was like, what happened? Like, I literally (laughs) looked like I had gone to battle because when you don't sleep and you're traveling and I wasn't taking care of myself, like, you know, there was no self-care. There was literally survival. I've definitely realized just that, you know, there's things that are moving. And listen, it's like, I hate the fucking bullshit. Absolutely not to these women who get shit done. And then they're like, oh, I've never touched my face. Like, get the fuck out of here. What do you think of JLo and the olive oil? (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, here's the funny thing. Robin McMahon puts olive oil on her face every day because she's old school Italian. I have given Robin every fancy skincare. I mean, I've taken her to every dermatologist and they're like, she has the best skin. It's because she only does the olive oil. I mean, has she had some work done? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's Robin's journey to tell. I won't get into it, but she's 73 and looks fantastic. But yeah, J-Lo, come (laughs) the fuck on. What was she saying? She was just putting olive oil on her skin and that's the only thing? Yeah, Yeah. bullshit, (laughs) bullshit. Yeah. And to me, on the other side of the coin is when you have the, you know, actresses or whatever, and they don't do anything to their face and they want like a pat on the back, a gold star because they have it. I'm like- you didn't get Botox and now you want an Oscar for being a better human. I'm like, we're all fucking vain to a degree. You know what I mean? I think the other thing that's like a real problem are the doctors on social media who are putting up pictures of like Bella Hadid again, for example. I'm just using her because that's like what people are, they're all getting the fox eyes and this and that to try to look like her. But they'll put a picture of her and then they'll say like, come in for our thread lift to get the Bella Hadid eyes. And it's like, no, no. You have the money. I've done threads. Okay. They're fucking terrible. Everybody listening, do not do threads. They're awful. Oh, it's shit. so traumatic. Tell us. Because my girlfriend just got threads and she looks phenomenal. Who? One of my girlfriends. She oh. did threads. My girlfriend Candace did threads. She's not an actress. She's okay. one of my friends. Around. And I was like, bitch, what did you do to your face? But I know that you had such a terrible experience. So break it down because I know it's the hit thing. It's the, what everybody's talking about on Instagram. But I, see, I know you've done it and I want to hear it from you. You spill the tea. I looked amazing for about like two weeks after because I was swollen. Okay. The swelling is always the best part. You're like, oh shit, I look so good. Like I did two in each cheek. So if people don't know what threads do is they put threads like under your skin and they kind of pull it up and suspend it. It's supposed to give a lift, but people who do it, who are honest will tell you that what it really does is it stimulates a collagen response. So your body heals around the thread and produces more collagen. So that's the real effect. The lifting effect 
anybody who's honest will tell you that it goes away within like one month, maybe like three, four months if you're lucky. So that was my experience. I did two in each cheek. And so I was swollen like in my upper cheek area for a few weeks. And I was like, wow, like everything looked lifted and good. And then the swelling went away and I was left with these super painful things in my face. It's like having giant stitches in your face. There was one time I was at an event with Chuck. He was like speaking at the Pally Fest or something. And mm-hmm. it was right after I had gotten them and I had to smile and meet people. And I smiled and I felt one of them pop like inside no. my Hell no, bitch. It became like, I don't know how they suspend it, but it had like lost its suspension on one end. And so it had this like puckering kind of (gasps) effect and I could feel it like poking in my face. It was so brutal. So are celebrities doing threads? Maybe they try them here and there, but it doesn't give you like a full facelift. It doesn't give you any kind of lasting result. And if you can afford the best doctors and you can afford the permanent procedure with the absolute best surgeons in the world, you're doing that. You're not traumatizing your face. Like I was shaking after I got these and I was so swollen and I couldn't smile and I couldn't talk, you know, normally for weeks. Like you're not doing that if you're in the public eye. Right. Well, and that's the thing. So I asked my guy, and I only get baby Botox. Like I'm being real deal, but I'm ready to invest in my future, if you will. <laughs> like I'm like, okay. Because, you know, really and truly when it comes to anti-aging, like you can put serums on your face all day long, but mm-hmm. I got the baby Botox, which has changed the game. And now I hate to say it, and this is the most vain fucking thing in the world, but all my girlfriends <laughs> who get Botox, once you start getting Botox and then you sit down and have lunch with one of your girlfriends who doesn't get Botox, all you can do the whole lunch is stare at their wrinkles. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I, I hate the person it's turned me into. And I get like 15 cc's, which is nothing. That wouldn't even hold up like one person's eyebrow. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of lines here. What I'm going to eventually need is I have a lot of collagen in my face. I have mm-hmm. a lot more weight on my face than a lot of people do. So mine's not really the wrinkles. It's going to be like, I'm going to need my whole neck tucked in about 10 years. You know what I'm saying? See, you're lucky because when you have more fullness and more like collagen, whatever in your face, that keeps right. you youthful. I had Dr. Diamond on my show and I asked him, what the biggest mistake that women make are when it comes to their face. And he says, right. trying to remove their fat. So taking out the buckle fat in your cheeks yes. so that you have like more cheekbones. Because as you age, you're going to lose fat no matter what. And you lose bone and all of that. And that's why your face starts to kind of fall and, and look hollow and all of that. I mean, you can do fat grafting and, and all of that. But if you have like natural fullness, keep it. I am staying comfortable and cozy this holiday season with, what am I talking about? The Purple Mattress. It specifically has a purple grid, which is the only comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body and sleep style. It's open air channels and temperature neutral composition, eliminate pressure and keep you cool all at once. Every single purple product ships free Yes, and it's delivered right to your door. If you're not completely satisfied, you can return your product for a full refund. Purple is so confident that they are good at what they do. Every product comes with a risk-free trial. Listen, it's a personal thing. Test out the Purple products. Let me know that you love that pillow, that mattress. Live your best life. You know what I mean? Risk-free. Try it, baby. Purple also has financing available and as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. Monthly payments are easy on your budget and there's no hidden fees. Here's the deal, okay? It's easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Once you get that purple grid, you're going to be literally next level, comfortable. It neutralizes your body heat. 
you're just going to feel so, it's hard to put into words. I'm flabbergasted right now, trying to get the words out, but how much I love my purple pillow. It is engineered to keep your body right and cool and comfortable, and you're going to get a great night's sleep. Here's the deal. To experience the purple grid, you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com slash absolutely 10 and use promo code absolutely 10. For a limited time, you'll get 10% off any order over $200 or more. That's purple.com slash absolutely 10. It's interesting. I've had some friends who've also had that done. And my doctor, Dr. Nelson, he was kind of, I mean, I've literally called him yesterday. I was like, listen, I want to get some under eye fill. Like I got to figure some shit out and I've never done filler. So I'm really like uh, very much so a guinea pig. And I so appreciate you breaking it down for my audience. Because <laughs> Women ask me all the time, like, what are we trying next? I'm like, I don't know. Let's <laughs> fucking try something and listen to this shit. So my mom went, Dr. Nelson suggested, he was like, listen, why don't we take a little fat transfer, Robin, from your tummy? And then we can put it back in your face, you know, just to give you a little fullness. He needed her to put on about 20 pounds. I said, this is some <laughs> horse shit. I've got an extra 45 that I'd be willing to suck out. And he was like, I don't know how to tell you this, Heather, but you can't take fat from your body and put it into your mother's. There's this whole like DNA problem. Body would reject it. Yeah, exactly. I'm willing to, anybody wants a syringe, come by at noon, you know, pop it in, take it out, go with God, do what you want with it. But I was like, this is some bullshit. She has to put on weight to fat graft. But I follow Dr. Diamond and I follow this mm-hmm. guy in New York to Dr. Giacono. He does mm-hmm. the lower, the deep plane neck lift. These women go in 65, they walk out 22 and they don't even look like they've had anything done. Like it yeah. literally is a refreshment. What do you think about the deep plane neck lift? I think that's what they call it. I am all for the deep plane neck lift, facelift, all of that. I have to tell you something off mic about that. Oh, okay. Great. What I really like for our age is the endoscopic facelift. What is that? I don't know if you follow Dr. K.O. I don't, but I need to. He has trademarked, I think, the Bella Hadid eyes. So an endoscopic facelift is when they make tiny incisions like in your hairline by your temples, maybe behind your ears. I'm not sure. And they go in with an endoscope. So like this tiny thing and they kind of detach everything. And then they just pull it up a little bit, pull it back. There's no incisions. Ooh. So it's not like when you do a normal facelift where they literally take off your face, rip Mm -hmm. your ear off, pull it back, (laughs) then staple your ear back on. And you're like, it's like the movie face off. Okay. Exactly. So I think that's what a lot of the younger celebrities are doing because there's no scars. They kind of, market it as more of a beautification thing. And this guy, Dr. Ko, does a lot of like girls in their 20s, 30s, early 40s, where he's like, why is it acceptable to get a nose job at 25 or whatever? Right. But you can't like do this kind of, you know, refreshing because some people just have more laxity, more fullness, you know, like me, things were just kind of falling a little prematurely and other doctors do it too. And I think that that when it's done right, can be so just such a nice, like natural kind of subtle refreshment. Okay. I'm going to YouTube all this shit. I'm not telling you or anybody listening to this to go out and get a facelift if they're 25. I just want to put that out there. No, listen, these hussies know. Okay, this is the Absolutely Not (laughs) podcast. We call the bullshit out. The whole point that we can't have these conversations as women or, you know, young men who are listening and want to be fabulous. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just bullshit. I hate that there's a stigma around stuff. And I've always said, if you want to take 
your 10 toes off and put them on your forehead because it makes you feel good about yourself. Fucking do it. You know, again, the survival of this year of us just trying to figure out how we're going to feel better. It is what it is, you know, and then you can get in the deep wormhole of like, some of these girls, I got to be honest with you. My biggest thing is a lip injections. I can spot lip injections from a mile away. Uh-huh. I've never had anything done to my lips. Like when I smile, I lose my top lip. I'm lucky that when they naturally rest, I have full lips. But some of the women with the lip fillers, like going to cheap places, and then it looks like they've got like pebbles under their mouth. Mm-hmm. It's wild to me how some people will really cut corners to get a juicy lip. You know what I'm saying? I did that with lip filler as well. And so that's why I ended up getting a lip lift, which is a procedure that a lot of people don't know about. So my issue was I had a really long philtrum, which is the space between the bottom of your nose and the top of your lip. And I had a really, really thin top lip. And that kind of ages you. Like as you age naturally, that Mm -hmm. space gets bigger anyway. So you see like older people have this really long space and this kind of hanging long top lip. And it just kind of adds to you know, the look of being older. What I was doing with filler, like I was just filling and filling and filling, trying to get it to like lift a little bit. And I had that Marge Simpson thing going on where it was protruding from the side, you know, huge (laughs) upper lip. It was so horrendous. Right. And what they do, and there's only two doctors, Dr. Tally and Dr. Mascaro in Florida. Oh, we got to go to Florida for the lip lift. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. And what they do is they cut an incision along like the base of your nose and they okay. cut some of the skin out and they lift the top lip and they suture it. And so it gives like a nice, natural, kind of pretty curve on the top. I would never know that you would have had that done. It looks like a very naturally full lip. You look absolutely beautiful. And and I mean, you know that. And I just commend you because you've worked on so much of like the inner person too, which is like 90% of it. But yeah. you know, whatever. I'm a comic. I've always got to be a little cynical. But there are days where it's just like, okay, I like myself. I like who I am. But why do my eyes look so fucking tired? You yeah. Know? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like when I started talking about it and being open and transparent, I was like, oh, great. This is just going to add to people's perception of me that I'm like some like vapid Hollywood person, like gold digger married to an older guy, all of the things, you know, and maybe that's like me projecting my own insecurities on myself. But like it's 2020, like we can do both. We can do everything. We can meditate and we can go to school and we can work and we can also want to take care of ourselves and like, you know, look youthful. They're not mutually exclusive. Listen, we have like 5D, 3D printers that can literally like (laughs) print out a small child. You're telling me I can't get a lip lift? Like, you know, (laughs) go fuck yourself. I mean, it's not even just the cosmetic stuff. I mean, you have done so much research on hormones. And I think that's the biggest thing is I didn't realize how much, especially going into my 30s, how much my hormones were fucked up. I don't even want to say fucked up, but it's almost like that silent thing where you always think, okay, it's my thyroid or it's my this or my that. And you don't even realize how we change and age as women, that affects every part of our well-being. You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. have you found? Because I know you went on a journey too with like trying to figure out your gut and, and all these different things of just like, what is going on with my body? Because you didn't feel well. And that's yeah. what I've had to really do is like, I had adrenal fatigue. At one point I had hypothyroidism and then I couldn't take the medication because it made me feel like a crackhead. Like, I mean, I've been in the up and downs. What has your experience been with like figuring out your lady parts, if you will? Oh God, I've been in the up and downs too. I mean, my whole quote unquote journey, I hate that word, but like, I don't know what else to use. I mean, roller coaster, what are we on? You yeah, know? yeah. So, I mean, that's how my whole platform started was me kind of 
like chronicling this. And that's how I started my Instagram. And so that's like how I'm here, you know? So Mm -hmm. I started in 2016. And at that time, like I was kind of newly sober. I was maybe two years sober. I had no idea what it meant to be healthy. I had Mm -hmm. been pretty much like blacking myself out for the last 10 years. So like had no clue what like hormones even were or did, like didn't know if I had like a normal period or not. I had all these gut issues. And so it kind of sent me down this path of like having to investigate all these different things. And it's kind of been like whack-a-mole where I had terrible gut issues when I started this whole thing. And what I learned was that that was connected to my reproductive hormones. So like my estrogen, progesterone, And that was connected to my stress, my cortisol. And so like one thing will get better and then another thing will pop up and then things are pretty good for a while and then something else pops up. And I've really learned that I have to be kind of flexible, like we were talking about before, like with this year, I have to be really flexible and also like stop trying to pursue this idea of perfect health. Because I think for so long, I was like, I have to get my gut health perfect and I have to get my hormones perfect and I have to get my stress and meditate all the time and be perfect with that. And everything has to be like totally aligned. And that's just not life. Yeah, no shit. It really isn't. (laughs) I felt the same way. Like my thyroid went crazy. Then my hormones went crazy. I started losing my hair. Like it was like a waterfall effect of just shit. And then you get so overwhelmed and you feel like you can't catch your breath because you're like, okay, well, if I have too much estrogen, I don't have enough testosterone, then I got to get this right. But then I somehow have to fix my thyroid. But oh my God, my cortisol's through the fucking roof. I have three stool tests. Ariel, three, where they want me to poop in a bag and send it to a laboratory <laughs> sitting in my bathroom. Not like I've already pooped in the bag and it's sitting there, but like the yeah, kids. You got to lay out the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. But I'm just to the point where I have that. I have like, I, you know, I got bamboozled on Instagram. I'm the easiest person to sell on Instagram. Like the modern fertility, which apparently people love. Like, I'm like, finger prick myself at home. Tell me what my hormones are. Tell me what my shit looks like. I'm willing to do all of it. And then I order all of it. And then I just, I'm like, fuck it. This is too overwhelming, you know? Yeah. I really feel like I've made it when I am getting to have a partnership with Spanx. They are just my favorite. Dude, they're from Atlanta. Shout out to Sarah Blakely. Every woman has a pair of Spanx. They just know what's up. Listen, they're not just about shapewear. Spanx is literally, they make my favorite pants. They, and I'm talking about the buttery, soft, super comfy, flexible, perfect black pants by Spanx. For those of you who see me on stage, I wore these in every city in America. I'll be wearing them again next year when I go back on the road, which I'm so thrilled to do. And I wore those Spanx four pocket, perfect black pant on every stage. And I moved so comfortably and they were the fucking best and they didn't wrinkle. And they were just like my favorite pant ever. If you need an amazing pair of pants to get you to, to really keep you supported and hard, Ernest in for 2021, I think you need to check out the four pocket perfect black pant, which is from Spanx. And it's, of course, rated Oprah's favorite things last year. One of her favorite things because it comes in six ultra flattering, smoothing pull on styles and two new limited edition styles. And also, y'all, just so you know, like I have on their patent leather leggings right now and I'm obsessed with them. I look like Erica Jane. I look like a hot kitten caboodle. That's how much I love Spanx. The Spanx Perfect Black Pant is offered in a range of sizes, available in extra small to 3X, and petite, regular, and tall inseams. Look, if you got a long stride, they got you, baby. And they're fully machine washable. It doesn't get better than that. 
The perfect black pant pairs perfectly with the Spanx drape front jacket, which is one of my favorites. You guys always see me in it. And it features the Spanx Ponty fabric and their famous faux leather, which can be worn three ways. I mean, you can like connect it at the neck. You can wrap it over your shoulder. It's just the best, coolest, most flattering jacket on the planet. To check out all my Spanx picks and for 10% off your order, plus free shipping and returns, visit Spanx.com slash absolutely. That's S-P-A-N-X dot com slash absolutely and use code absolutely for 10% off today. Back to the podcast. It's like, how do you start small? How do you figure out which way to go? It's hard. I mean, I go through that too. And I work with different practitioners and it's the same exact thing. It's like, these people want my urine. These people yeah. want stool. People want blood. They're testing for mold. They're testing for bacteria. They're testing my hormones. So many cooks in the kitchen that I'm like, what, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to eat? How am I supposed to be? It's too much. What I have found has been that for me, at least the real... Thing that I've had to focus on is stress because yeah. when I'm stressed, everything else goes into disarray. When I'm stressed, if your body thinks it's being chased by a bear, like it's not going to be working on your reproductive hormones. Like that's not a priority. If you're stressed, your body isn't going to be digesting its food correctly, absorbing nutrients correctly. You know, it's not a priority. The priority is like fight or flight. And I learned that like stress isn't necessarily, I mean, obviously it's not being chased by a bear. It's not even necessarily something that I'm aware of. So I have these old traumas, right? And old things that I have to work on and I have really like subtle stress. So that has been the real thing because I can eat kale all day and drink green juice and like get the gut health right and like Mm -hmm. do all the things, you know, but if I'm stressed at the end of the day, like forget it. it matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can take enough probiotics where you have straight anal leakage for like two (laughs) weeks. That's what happens to me. I like take accidentally take like three probiotic instead of two. And then I'm like, guys, is, are you just supposed to be like have diarrhea all day? I'm confused. (laughs) Yeah. That was my thing too. It's like, especially in women, you know, there's so many times where I see that Jeff sleeps so soundly at night. I want to punch him in the dick. I'm like, I get in the night sweats and I've seen hormone specialists. And now I'm trying to see a fertility specialist and figure out how to fix that. But it's like, they just get up and go. Maybe Jeff has an upset tummy because he put too much sriracha on his eggs. (laughs) But other than that, the day-to-day battle of Am I going to wake up and feel energized? Am I going to wake up and feel good? Will my cortisol be through the roof? The stress is just killing us. And the interesting thing is I learned so much as I started to do a lot of research, especially on women and and how we react to stuff. You know, we have heart disease and that's why I've kind of been on a heart healthy journey. You know, yeah, I want to like take off the quarantine 20 or whatever, but I've said, I started doing research on like when women have heart attacks, it's not even the same symptoms as men. Like we don't like grasp our chest and our arm goes tingling and and we fall down. It's like, I have a slight tummy ache, a headache, and I'm maybe a little short of breath. That's me every fucking day. So we're just having heart attacks. (laughs) All the time. Literally all the time. I just started to do some research and I'm like, shit, this, this is overwhelming. Is there Mm -hmm. any health thing or maybe trend that you've seen in the health world? That's a absolutely not other than, you know, you were saying, you know, don't remove all the fat out of your face, but anything where you're like, this is misinformation. I don't know why people are doing this. Yeah. I feel like there's so, so much. I mean, I'm kind of in the wellness world on Instagram. So there's a lot of like, functional practitioners and holistic practitioners. And I think some of it is really valid. But this year, I've been kind of more questioning everything and talking to a lot more 
traditional, maybe like Western medicine, but who have a functional understanding of things. Right. I'm trying to like mix both of them because there's so much misinformation on Instagram and like anybody can start an account. And if they're a good marketer, like you can be an expert. Yeah. And so I'm trying to think of things that have been like debunked. I mean, things for me personally that I've like never understood were things like celery juice. I'm sure people listening have done it and loved it. And that's great. I found it refreshing. <laughs> you know, if you start your day off anyway, where you're like putting something green in your body, that's better than like yeah. a frappuccino, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think, you know, there are some people who are like evangelists about it and they're like, no, this is the only thing that helped me. And that's great. But I think there's just in general, I think there's like a lot of fear mongering among like the Instagram wellness world about like what to eat, what not to eat. There's right. so much what not to eat and what not to do. And for me, something that really helped me, you know, we were talking about stress and all that, like was kind of relaxing all of my rules around everything and relaxing around like what I did and what I didn't eat. Because, you know, beginning of this year, I was gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, soy-free, gluten-free, grain-free. No. No. And it was like so stressful. And so- So what were you eating? Like raw salmon? That's it? Just like raw salmon. You know, I love my salmon. Yeah. I know you do love your Erewhon salmon. (laughs) Listen, you basically put up healthy food porn and I am so here for it because (laughs) I've realized obviously when I eat healthier, I feel better. However you do your salmon, it's like a sexual thing. Like I'm just like, God damn, I need to figure this out because I can't agree. I agree. And my husband does not agree. He is not on the salmon train at all. <laughs> like doesn't like it in general or he's just salmoned out? He's salmoned out, but he just has a different perception of things. Like I know to only make him salmon maybe twice a month now. Right. So say that I made it for him last week. If I make it for him in two or three weeks, he'll be like, oh, salmon again. I just had this last night. Like that kind of thing. And I'll be like, you like you literally had it like two weeks ago. Right. Or like three I'm like, this is not actually what's happening in reality. So no, he's, he's not on board with the salmon at all. <laughs> Jeff had the audacity to say to me yesterday, I was texting him, there's this rapper, Action Bronson, and he's, you know, kind of a personality. He's in New York. And this guy is also hundred pounds, really heavy set dude. And he's getting healthy. And I said, I sent it to Jeff. I was like, Jeff, look, Action Bronson's doing a heart healthy challenge. Like I'm so proud of him. And Jeff goes, well, you know, Heather, it's 90% diet, 10% exercise. And I literally was like, fuck you. And Jeff was like, LOL, as he sends me a photo of him eating a slice of pizza. And I was like, oh, you motherfucker. You better have like, don't try and humble me. You're a thick boy too, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah. Chuck is like, he'll have like a cinnamon bun for breakfast. Of course. He'll have a meatball sub for lunch and he'll have like pasta for dinner and like a brownie sundae. I had to make him a brownie sundae last night. (laughs) Where you're like, I use chickpeas instead of like actual chocolate. Yeah, one of those. When we started dating like years ago, I was the food police because I was very much on my like gut health, no sugar, no gluten, like all of the stuff that I just listed to you. And he's older. And so I was like, you're going to be like heart healthy. Like I'm going to keep you alive longer now because I'm in this relationship. And... Then I just realized like the food police is like the least sexy thing that you can do. Like nobody wants to fuck the food police, if you know what I mean. (laughs) You could be in the hottest lingerie, but if you're like, this bedroom is going to be gluten-free, it's an immediate boner killer. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And food, like I know for you, like you're a foodie. I'm a foodie. He loves his food. He's He loves his like mostly Italian. So for me to take right. that away from him, like that's just stealing his joy. Like I can't do that. Yeah. And I mean, listen, you know, if, yeah, if you try and take lasagna from yeah. me, I'll kill you. <laughs> It'll be an immediate murder. But you see, you're so good, I think, at finding the balance and you're willing to try anything. And that's the thing. And I feel like you have the discipline to stick with it. So I've always just found you so refreshing because you're like, all right, I tried this. This didn't work. It's like people who are on the keto. If it works for them, great. But I can't just eat sausage all day. I can't. When you try to do those things, like if you're not finding something that's enjoyable and sustainable for you, it's just going to feed into that stress and that's going to like make your other symptoms worse. And so I think for it's just different for everybody. Like I've been doing trial and error for four and a half years now, right. trying to find what works for me. And the other thing is like what worked for me in January is not working for me now. And what worked for me a month ago when I was doing like high intensity training every day and like eating grain free and I felt amazing. Like that's not working for me now. I'm like eating bowls of rice to my face and like right. going for walks and I feel good, you know? So it's like really going back to what we were talking about in the beginning, meditation coincidentally has helped me like kind of tune into my body and like figure out what it needs and what the energy levels are. Because I'm like you with hormone issues, like chronic hormone issues and gut issues and stuff like that. Like it's a crapshoot. I can feel mm-hmm. amazing for three days and then wake up. Like I felt great the last few days. I woke up this morning and I'm like, sweating and like tired and brain fog. (laughs) I'm like, all right, we need to like adjust here and like figure out what I need to do differently. I definitely think this year with like the brain fog, it's just made me dumber. And again, I think (laughs) it's because I haven't had enough human experience outside of of my house where you're like, I need that human connection. And And I've realized too, you know, that sense of community is actually what brings me joy. I'm maybe codependent. I like to be around people. I'm not a loner. Like I don't enjoy having that quiet time. I mean, you know, we all need quiet time to ourselves, especially with the meditation, but finding that way to connect with yourself though and figure it out. And my biggest thing is I've told my audience is like, I've had to learn to give myself grace this year. You know, you're not going to figure it all out. You're going to have days where it's up and down. Just like, if you need to go out and have a cigarette, have a cigarette. But then if you want to go make a salad, (laughs) have a salad. You know, whatever you're going to do that's not detrimental to yourself. But if you take a second, get back on the wagon the next day, that's all you can ask, right? One of my good girlfriends, she started smoking, not like a lot, but she'll have like a cigarette here and there. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. that sounds fucking amazing. Like yeah. you, do you. Yeah. like she's not smoking a pack a day. She's just like, you know, once in a while. And I'm like, yeah, That's, yeah, just do it. I mean, maybe not the best thing to do during coronavirus, like, but you know what I well, mean? Well, you know, I heard a statistic that said all these kids who vape, apparently they already have a scar tissue on their lungs. So they would be able to bounce back from Corona better. So it's like oh, jokes Jesus. on us. You know, (laughs) shit, maybe we need to get a vape and then, you know, maybe go grain free, but maybe that's, that's what it is. It's trial and error. Yeah. And I think like, if we can take a lesson from this year and apply it to this, it's like, be flexible, go easy on yourself, go with the flow. (laughs) Go with the fucking flow. Ariel, I really appreciate you being here. I love you. Everybody should listen to your podcast, which is The Blonde Files. I mean, you have so many amazing interviews with just like true experts when it comes to specific things in the health and wellness world. And where else can everybody find you? So they can find me on Instagram. It's at Ariel Laurie. And pretty much everything is linked there. My website, podcast, all of that. I love it. Well, you have to come back and let's check in in like, you know, six months from now and see how 
how well we're both see if maintaining. I'm still in school. See how you're yeah. doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See if we both taken up cigarette smoking, but yes. you know, <laughs> listen, it's one day at a time. Thank you for being here. This is a joy and a treat. And also if anybody has questions about, you know, some of this beauty shit, you've got it all right there at your disposal. So DM Ariel because she knows all Sliding the good things. my DMs. Yeah. Yes. I love it. <laughs> you're the best. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.